Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network for SEC Football and Beyond as we take you through the week that was as we put uh, week 10 to bed in uh, college football action within the conference as we now know the updated college football playoff rankings as expected has Georgia 1, Tennessee drops to 5, LSU 7, Alabama 9, Ole Miss 11, that is uh, the way things uh, shake out to uh, Kentucky 24, actually. Um, <coughs> pardon me. Um, that's how it looks up, up in the, uh, for, as it relates to the, <coughs> see, I'm, I'm allergic to the, to the rankings. Pardon me again, um, of the SEC teams in the college football rankings, week two college football rankings. Initial thoughts is obviously Georgia kind of imposed their will and kind of put the stamp down on who's the best team in the country, much less the SEC. And they're clearly the team to beat and likely the number one seed. They just need to win out and likely will do that. Tennessee's not out of it. There's definitely a path for them to get in, particularly since that they won't be playing in the SEC championship game, which hurts them by not getting a chance to play there. But it also eliminates the possibility of another loss because Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt are going to be wins. And I, I don't know that that I agree with everyone that says that they need to win style points. I think they're going to get them. But I think it's going to come down to, for Tennessee, is how do they value? And we know that in the path that the past that they have looked at it this way. How do you value a one-loss Pac-12 champion, Oregon or USC versus Tennessee. If, and I'm not saying that that's what it's going to come down to because both could make it. But how would you value that? I think that's the first thing you got to look at. How would you value a one loss, um, Michigan, Ohio State, whoever loses that game, particularly if it's competitive and close? How do you value that and look at that? TCU, how do you look at a undefeated or one loss, Big 12 champion TCU. I think all those things are in play. You've got two Big 10 teams. You've got TCU. You've got Oregon or USC, um, you know, or, or in contention. Georgia likely there. Tennessee's in the mix. Uh, far from a certainty to get in. I think that people need to understand that because they're ranked five, does that mean they're going to stay five? In my opinion, I think Oregon jumps them. USC jumps them. Whoever wins the Pac-12 championship, if they're one loss, I think they jump them. 
because the conference champion means an awful lot, even if the conference strengths are not as equal. It's just how the committee looks at it. But, uh, you know, I do think that if there's one thing that hurt Tennessee is the fact that they really weren't competitive against Georgia. They really didn't do anything. They weren't any better against Georgia than Oregon was. You just, you know, the, the, the score was a little different. Georgia shut it down offensively, probably a lot to do with the rain, whereas inside the confines of the Atlanta Dome, they scored more and more against Oregon. I, I, you know, there's not much there. You can't look and tell me as someone that looks at it objectively that Tennessee is considerably better than Oregon. And I think that's what you have to, to come out with um, and make that determination. I think there's a path where they both could get there. TCU's a real interesting team as well. I think Tennessee and TCU are very similar in a lot of ways. Um, so a lot to be determined still yet. Um, LSU certainly has got a path if they were to win out, uh, including beating Arkansas and assuming they'll beat UAB and then beating AM. If they beat Georgia, they would be the conference champion and will have done something that no one has done this year, and that is beat Georgia. Now, do I think that LSU is going to do that? I do not. But if they did it, that would be the most impressive win by far of the year. And it's two losses, but it's the conference champion beating Georgia. How do they factor in? Um, who does it knock out? Does Georgia still make it? Georgia, in my opinion, would block Tennessee because I definitely don't think you could put Tennessee in over Georgia. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus um georgia's at least won the east and you know, hammer tennessee so if georgia were to get beaten by lsu i think he can make the case that georgia could still be in it or at least that would be a stronger conversation than anyone else including Tennessee, would have in the SEC. And then you just have to compare Georgia to the, you know, Oregon. Well, you beat Oregon. That That's, a that's you know, certainly you could make a case for Georgia to get in over a one-loss Oregon. Um, you know, I, I think those things are relevant. And then you'd have to look at them compared to the second-place team in the Big Ten. I think Georgia's in good position to get in. Um, once they make the conference championship game, either way. I think for Tennessee, their chances would require Georgia to win out to eliminate LSU. 
Um, and then would there be a possibility that people will look at the fact that LSU got steamrolled by Tennessee? It's not going to help Tennessee get in, but it could hurt LSU uh, even as a conference champion. I, I, I just think that the the SEC champion, even with two losses, having to beat Georgia would probably be enough to get LSU in. But but who knows? That's my thoughts now. Look, everyone wants to go through their scenarios. You've got to watch all the games. You've got to study all the games. I do if you want to get a good feel for who the best teams are. And yet, I still think there are flaws in the system with that. Some thoughts this past week. Um, Anthony Richardson uh, moved the football very well against AM. Suddenly, AM is struggling on defense. In addition to, oh, they're getting a little bit better on offense, they're still not good. They've lost five straight games. First time that's happened at AM since 1980. Mississippi State, what a disaster, disastrous loss that would have been. Uh, blowing a late lead against Auburn, uh, winning it in overtime. Um, they were up 24 6 and saw that lead dwindle. Auburn showed a lot of fight. Mississippi State, just again, very, very limited in how they play. Will Levis uh, rebounded, um, got the win over Missouri. Uh, it clinches bowl eligibility, which is expected at Kentucky now. Disappointing year. I think a lot of factors went into that, um, no question. Eli Drinkwich got a contract extension. Don't read too much into that. I haven't gotten the details yet. But as far as his contract extension, what is the buyout? You see, it doesn't matter if you give a guy a two-year extension. If you buy them out, unless you've guaranteed a certain amount of money of those two years, the buyout is a percentage or a buyout is the same. Given two-year deals is something that's on paper that can help you in recruiting. It's clear what they're doing is saying he's going to be back next year. There's no scenario where Eli Drinkwitz is going to get fired this year because you don't give him a two-year extension and then fire him after, you know, two more games. What it says is we're giving you the ammunition to go out and recruit and take this program and take it to a next step next year. Um, and A, they either put more money into the buyout, which is going to cost them more if he doesn't get it done, or they've not increased the buyout and just basically said you got another year with another two years on top of the current contract just for show. Spencer Rattler probably played his best game of the year for South Carolina in beating Vanderbilt. Uh, finished, again, throwing the football very well, three touchdowns, and it got the win over Vanderbilt that's lost five straight SEC games since opening the season with the three and one record. And we kind of knew that was going to be the case. Um, that's uh, kind of how it is for Vanderbilt. It's nothing's really going right right now. Um, you know, we can sit there and say they're better than last year. I, not a whole lot. I mean, it's really hard to honestly say that they're, Three and one to start. Look at who they played. Very weak teams. Do I see a couple of things that just are just a tad better? Yes. But I don't see much going on there positive. I don't see them making a difference in recruiting. I don't see them competing in a way that makes you believe that they're on to something that's getting ready to click and 
look out, they might be able to win five or six games next year. I don't see that. I really don't. AM, uh, another disaster there. <clears throat> One in which you figure they could figure things out. It is a big time problem. I think while there are those that have felt like that Jimbo was going to make changes, significant changes on his staff, whether that is true or not, that's subjective analysis, subjective information, which no one knows. I have steadfastly stated that the worse it gets for Jimbo this year and not going to a bowl game, unless they win out, that's not going to happen. And beating Auburn's possibility, being UMass is a definite. Beating LSU is unlikely. So they're sit down here and think this through. They're not going to a bowl game. That would, I mean, no one, no one would think they would be ineligible for a bowl game this year. The worse it is for Jimbo, the more pressure internally for him. Look, there is pressure. You know, people think there's not pressure because he's owed a lot of money. There's ego, there's pride. If this team would have found a way to win eight games, let's just say go eight and four, I can tell you that Jimbo would have fought changes and he doesn't have to answer to anybody. He could do whatever he wants and still get paid his money. That is true. But he could, in his mind, convince himself and others that, look, we stumbled there. This is what happened. But look, we rallied. We're eight and four. They could sell that again. There is no rallying this year. You know, if they were to win their last three games and go to a bowl game, that would be the closest thing to a rally. Still doesn't solve the problem of being six and six. And again, I don't think that's going to happen. So the worse it gets, the more it puts internal pressure on Jimbo to say, I have to do something. This is going to be an embarrassment unlike anything that I've ever experienced in my life. The spotlight's going to be hotter. It's going to be really, really bad. And, oh, by the way, if I don't fix it next year, the talk about how much money they're going to owe, they're going to figure out a way to come up with that money to buy him out if there's a repeat of this next year. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't think he can have two years of this. And so I think that by making changes, obviously the purpose is to show improvement. But I think he can also buy him some time. Well, look, a lot of pressure to make changes and do this. And there may be a, a settling in. It, it It is a built-in excuse that won't work in most people's eyes. But in the sense of it'll take time for these changes to take root, it'll buy them time where they can't go 6-6 six and six next year. But if they go 9-3, 8-4, they can sell it that, look, we're headed in the right direction. We're a little bit behind schedule. And they'll point towards the next year. I think we're going to see substantive changes. Auburn, obviously announced their new John Cohen is the new athletic director. That coaching search is well underway. Check on LandryFootball.com for that uh, details as well. Uh, Missouri, we just talked about their situation with Eli Drinkwich. Um, 
look, the defense has shown some signs. It's the offense that's a real problem. They're going to get hammered this week with Tennessee. More on that later in the week. South Carolina, you know my thoughts on it. They're 6-3, and 3-3. Three, three and three. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know, people talk about stubbing their toe against Missouri. I just don't think they're as good as people think. Uh, but I also respect the fact that they're at least beating the teams that they should beat. I don't think they're good enough at quarterback. I don't think that they're anything special from a coaching or a schematic standpoint. Um, I do think that they do a good job on special teams. Going to a bowl game is a positive that should be applauded at South Carolina. But for those that are thinking that they're close to taking that next step into competing with the upper echelon of the East, think again, they're not. Arkansas, definitely a down year. Uh, They get LSU this week. They lost to Liberty. Expect LSU to beat them on the road. Um, We'll see how this plays out. I don't think they're good enough to beat LSU. LSU will have to revert back and make some mistakes for them to have a real chance. Florida, look, it's not like it was impressive beating A&M, but yet the alternative is to lose to them. Um, they scored 41 points against AM. That's a positive. That's something to build on. There's a potential to go eight and four. All things considered, that's not all that bad. They've got South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and then the Florida State game. Now that Florida State, Florida game is going to be really big because we'd be talking about potentially an eight and four Florida team if they win, or a nine and three Florida State team if they win. I think it's going to be a really important game. Florida. Better than South Carolina. I think they're better coached. I think they found themselves good enough to beat South Carolina. We'll get into that more this week. Mississippi State, uh, speaking of teams that are not very well coached. um, You know, this is a typical Mike Leach problem of all the problems are with his dumb players who are not buying in and they're – with their fat little girlfriends. It's never about him. It's always about him when they win. It's never about him when they lose. This would have been a catastrophic loss to Auburn. Um, I don't think it's going to end up particularly well the rest of this season. I do think that they've got a, a big-time loss to Georgia coming. Obviously, they'll beat East Tennessee State. And I, you know, I, I, I trust what Ole Miss can do to state better than I can Miss State doing it to Ole Miss, and that's a bad loss. So you're looking at six and four after this week, 
seven and four after East Tennessee State. And I think you're talking seven and five. <clears throat> That's not going to go over well. A seven and five losing to Ole Miss is not going to go over well. Could you imagine, though, how much worse it would have been losing to Auburn in that, that fashion? They didn't. But had they done it, looking at six and six, they're right in the mirror. Kentucky's been. Very unpredictable, no question about it. It's been a different-looking Kentucky team, and um, they got away with one against Missouri. I, I didn't think they played all that well. Um, you know, I think they're going to get to eight wins with Vanderbilt and Louisville left, but we'll see. You got uh, Georgia sandwich in between, and it's not going to not going to be pretty there. Ole Miss <clears throat> beating AM. and uh, Getting ready for Alabama, not going to go well. I, I, You know, even though Alabama's got their issues, they're going to be able to move the football against this Ole Miss defense. I don't think this is going to be uh, a likely win for Ole Miss, but it's an opportunity for Lane to get what would be the only win that really amounts to anything this year. If you look at this team, they haven't won an impressive game all year long. What's the closest? Kentucky? Um, A&M's not impressive. Auburn's not impressive. Uh, Arkansas won't be impressive. Mississippi State, eh, you know, that's a rivalry game. So that's kind of a must win in rivalry games. But Alabama's the one game this year that could say, you know what? They're really good. Because then you can look at it and say, and LSU's pretty good. They beat Alabama. We beat Alabama too. I, I think that's, that's going to be key. I don't think Ole Miss has what LSU had to pull the upset uh, over uh, Alabama. And, you know, quite frankly, um, going to be difficult for them to do it, even though it is in Oxford. Alabama, yeah, there's major problems there. Um, we've gone over it on LandryFootball.com or what the major issues are. But, you know, I'll, I'll sum it up this way in saying, look, this is a team that just doesn't play well. They don't play with a lot of on-field discipline. They're not assignment sound. They make way too many mistakes than we normally see out of an Alabama team. Um, now, why is that? I think there's some issues with the personnel at certain spots. Overall, they've got really good talent. You know that. They still have it. But they're not as dominant as they usually are. So in the past, for example, with their quarterback play and with their elite receivers, they could make explosive plays that can cover up some of their problems. And to some degree, they did a lot of what Tennessee has done this year. Explosive plays, big plays. You know, they're not as capable of doing that as they've done in the past. They don't run the football as well. Why? Well, they don't get great movement off the line of scrimmage. They don't focus on it enough. They've got an outstanding back. Again, he's probably their best receiver. Is the best guy that gets open. Um, they don't have a lot of receivers that can get open. So it's not that they don't have the receivers that they used to have that were some of the best. They don't even have guys that are anywhere considered. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Close to being that good, even at an SEC level. So you got problems there. Defensively, they've got really good edge players. But they don't have great defensive tackles. So, you know, you've got to work around that. And I, I think what they're doing, it's their defense is very complex. I think that they have guys that maybe are not as good at certain spots. And when you add the complexity, you lead to the mistakes. You don't have the elite corners that you've had before. That leads to problems. People can throw against you. And if you try to, to run the same pattern match, and which has been very effective schematically for them, but you don't have guys that run it as well, you've got to make adjustments to that. <clears throat> so maybe you're not as good. And remember, just because you're quote-unquote not as good, doesn't mean those guys weren't highly recruited. Doesn't mean those guys can't run or jump and do things athletically. But not as good is meaning they're not as good of players. Why are they not as good of players? Well, they may not be coached in certain uh, circumstances as well. They may not be taken to the coaching as well. They may not have as much leadership, not as much accountability. All of those things are kind of a melting pot issue of what or some of the issues that I'm seeing with Alabama. Yet it's two losses. I get it. They could have lost two other games, but they didn't. They did lose two. They could have won both games, didn't. Um, it's not as far away as you think, yet the problems are definitely more systemic than just the record because of the fact that you're looking at some consistent issues of mistakes and problems. So when as you're looking at Alabama going forward as it relates to competing for national titles and competing as the best team in the SEC – well, you're looking up at Georgia. Georgia is the best program and the best team in the SEC right now. Last year, this year, they're the best. Alabama is not like far off, but they are looking up at Georgia, which is a different spot. They can use that at motiva- use that as motivation, but they've got to fix things, not to be like Georgia, but to beat Georgia and to beat the teams on the path to get to Georgia. That's where they need to be. Uh, and they've taken that step back. And I think they've got to look at everything on how they're teaching it, how they're doing it. But yet I do think that they've got a chance to finish the season strong as they, I think, match up pretty well against Ole Miss. And I think they obviously match up well against Auburn. They've got Austin P. So I think they'll end up 10-2, and two, which is, you know, nothing for Alabama, of course. That's a given over there. But that also is an indication that that's one game away from what they normally are, because they rarely go unbeaten. That will tell you that the record indicates that they're closer than you might think. But the film and the mistakes and the systemic problems are indicators that it is not as easy of a fix. And they may be further further off than just that close one or two close games here or there. So... We'll see how this plays out the rest of the way. LSU ahead of schedule. But there again, it's flavor of the month, right? No one has done a better job coaching in this league 
from week one to now than Brian Kelly and his staff. They outcoached Ole Miss and Mississippi State. They won those games. They outcoached Alabama. They are getting it done. They are really getting the guys to buy in. Look, they're taking distractions and having success. I mean, they took a case on Booty, who was not real happy with his role, not real happy with the quarterback play, not real happy with his touches, wasn't real happy with his NIL deal. You know what? They got him to buy in. They took care of the NIL. They got him integrated into the offense. And he's not like the the key focal point in this offense, but he's bought into what the team is doing. And that's a, a real good job of leading the team and getting guys focused. You could see in 2019, that team was kind of led by the quarterback and it just kind of ran on itself. It was autopilot. We saw as people started to, the discipline factor and the, the me factor became more of an issue under the previous coach. That became a disaster. Brian has done a phenomenal job getting young guys to play well, to step up. They're quite a bit, uh, quite a bit different. Good-looking team. We've talked about earlier in the podcast about their playoff chances if they win out. I don't think they're going to beat Georgia. I really don't. But I do think they've got a great chance to beat Arkansas. They've got a really good chance um, to beat A&M on the road as well, and, 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 of course, I think UAB. So I think they're in really good shape. I think they're headed towards a 10-2 record in um, 7-1 in the league. And I, I just I don't think you could ask any more for this team. Um, I, I think one of the things, though, you look at is this is an indication, though, of how quick people are to judge. After the Florida State game, after the debacle and the mistakes against Tennessee, disaster. Doesn't fit. Doesn't work. Well, he certainly changed that. If they get beat by Georgia, I don't think the reaction's going to be as visceral or negative. But I think there are going to be times in, in other years and what have you that you're going to take a little while to adjust your team. And I do think this is going to be a heavy year offseason to bring in transfer portal guys because they still are way below the overall numbers of what they need to be. And I think they need to fill some holes. Tennessee, look, it's season is not over with the loss to Georgia. What I've said about Tennessee, it's a narrow path for them, meaning they do what they do exceedingly well. But if you can knock them off their mark, if you, if you can get in that path and block it a little bit, they don't have the versatility in their game to win in alternative ways. That's my concern about Tennessee as it relates to beating a team like Georgia this year, even if they had to play them again on a neutral field indoors. I think the result would be very much the same. Two, that would be my concern about Tennessee going forward. If they're going to be a narrow path type team, what happens when a Florida when an LSU, um, when an Alabama, in addition to Georgia, and maybe some others, become a little bit better, well-rounded teams. What if your offensive explosiveness maybe is limited because you don't have an experienced quarterback next year? What if you just, you may score a bunch of points against some teams, but you may not have the answers. 
what is how is Josh going to deal with this going forward? Is he going to expand a lot of what he wants to do offensively? And is he going to build a team offensively that's going to be more complementary to his defense? That's going to determine whether Tennessee is going to be just good and exciting and win a lot of games or take it to a championship level. Georgia is at that championship level. I think we're seeing it. I'd be very surprised if anybody beats them. Uh, I think they're the best team in the country because they're the most complete team in the country. And I keep hearing about, well, but look, they didn't dominate Kent State or Missouri. Everybody had games where they didn't look good. The bottom line is that Georgia has all the tools in the tool belt. They can win in multiple ways, special teams, defense against the run. They can cover. They can run the football on offense. They can throw the football. They can create a lot of different mismatches with their tight ends. They can go vertical off play action. They can do a lot of things well. So you can slow down something, but you can't slow down everything. So, again, Georgia has all the bunch of different paths and arteries in which they can get to the end game, whereas Tennessee is a little bit more narrow focus. Just an analogy, just something to understand. It does not mean that if you have a narrow path that you can't win it all. It just means that your path is narrower. It's narrow, and there's only one way you're likely going to win it. Some thoughts. Hey, a reminder, we've got a lot of a lot more details on LandryFootball.com. Want to learn how Georgia quickly rebuilt their defense? You want to know the uh, in-depth schematics of how they stopped Tennessee's offense? Head on over to LandryFootball.com and get all the latest there, as well as the latest in recruiting. We've got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. College, NFL, game breakdowns, recruiting, Draft prospects, you name it, we got it. Take advantage of the football season sale today, and that'll get you kicked off into this offseason of recruiting and draft stuff. You want to make sure you want to be on board for LandryFootball.com. Also, subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. We appreciate you joining us. We'll join you later in the week to break down the games of this week. Uh, but um, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll talk to you then. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.